I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast, where today I'll be talking about why it's so important for our brains and bodies to be getting enough sleep. I'll share my top 10 tips to get a better night's sleep, and stay tuned to the very end, where I'll share a special bonus strategy on how to trick your brain into feeling more rested. How many hours of sleep do you get each night? Be honest. Think about when you fall asleep and when the alarm goes off. Health experts recommend adults get seven to nine hours of nightly sleep. Are you getting enough? Now keep in mind, this is hours of sleep, not just laying in bed. Let me ask this another way. When you wake up in the morning, do you feel rested and ready to start the day like you have energy to jump out of bed and tackle what you have to do? Do you start to feel low on energy and fuel by mid-afternoon? like you need to reach for an extra cup of coffee or even have a nap? If that's the case, you might not be getting enough sleep. Or at least the sleep you're getting isn't helping you feel rested or restored. Around 50% of people aren't getting that recommended 7 to 9 hours of nightly sleep. So why does this matter? Well, poor sleep can impact both our bodies and our minds. People who sleep less than 7 to 9 hours tend to struggle more with their weight, they tend to be overweight, they have higher rates of obesity. People who get less than their recommended hours of nightly sleep also tend to have higher rates of type 2 diabetes, they're more prone to heart disease, and they even tend to have shorter lives. Our bodies need sleep to restore themselves. Lack of sleep can also impact our mental health. Poor sleep can result in increased chronic pain, depression, stress and anxiety, and even reduces our thinking efficiency. When we are lacking sleep, we're worse at problem solving, our critical thinking skills go down, we make more mistakes, and our thinking is slower. You've probably noticed this yourself, that after a bad night's sleep, you feel kind of foggy, your thinking's not super efficient, you maybe are a little bit cranky or irritable all day, you're probably reaching for the snack food and things with caffeine like sugar and junk food to boost your energy throughout the day. If this goes on long enough, this can have some pretty big impacts on your physical and mental health. We also know that while we sleep, we form new memories. There's research that suggests that after we study, if we take a quick nap, we're better able to remember that information. So sleep is really important for our memory and our productivity. Sleep helps clear waste from our brains and our bodies. Think about it like this. Your brain only has so many resources. When you're not getting enough sleep, all those resources are being diverted to keeping you awake. Making sure you're not falling asleep while you're standing up means there's less resources left for managing stress, 
improving memory, keeping you focused on what you're doing, and keeping you productive. Yes, there are exceptions to every rule, and I'm sure you can think of someone who says they only get five hours of sleep and they're raring to go every day. My guess is they're either lying about how much sleep they're getting, or maybe they're just downing caffeine all day so they can keep going, or they're on the path to burnout. The cumulative effect of bad sleep is really tough on our bodies. The mind and body will eventually give out and say, no, I can't keep up this level of activity with this little sleep. Our body starts to decline. Our health starts to decline. Our thinking efficiency and productivity decline. But we all know this, right? We all know sleep is important. So why don't we sleep more? Why aren't most of us, at least half of us, getting that recommended seven to nine hours of sleep? Part of it, there are some pretty big social pressures to do more. We live in a culture where busy is the new normal. We're all burning the candle at both ends, trying to juggle responsibilities at home and our family with responsibilities at work. We're told that busy is the way to be and we should always be doing more and more. And we get messages like, oh, if you just get up an hour earlier, you can get so much more done in the day. Sleep is the easy thing to cut out. It gives us a couple more hours. We stay up late so we can work on a project, see it through, or we get up early, like we said, so we can get a jump start to the day. But I'm here to tell you, sacrificing sleep is a bad long-term plan. It just leads you to being less efficient and burnt out. Think about it like this. If you're not getting enough sleep and your body starts to show the effects, how can you keep that up over the long run? You can't. Your body's going to shut down. Your health is going to decline. Your productivity is going to go down. Maybe it's an okay short-term solution if there's a project deadline that you just have to get done and you need to stay up late a couple nights to get it done. Cool. That's fine. Our bodies can adjust to that. But when we're limiting ourselves to staying up past midnight, getting up at five every day, busy, busy, busy all day, that's going to really impact our health. And it's actually going to make us less productive over the long run. Remember, your brains and your bodies only have so many resources. When we're sleep deprived, we're more likely to make mistakes. We think slower, which actually means we're less productive because we're going to have to go back and redo the work that we did before because we're making mistakes. That's not helping anyone, is it? Most of us have also learned bad sleep habits over the years. Just like any other skill, sleep is a skill. We learn habits, we learn routines, we have specific strategies in place that help us get ready for sleep. These routines can help us sleep, they can help us rest better, or they can get in our way. If you're tired when you wake up or you feel like you're running out of energy by three o'clock, here are my 10 top tips to get a better night's sleep. Tip number one, have a bedtime routine. Right now, take a quick mental check of your sleep habits. What do you do before you go to bed at night? Do you do the same thing every night? Do you have the same routine that you get into before you jump into bed? If you have kids, you know how important it is to have a sleep routine. Think about when they were young. You'd have them have a bath, get into their pajamas, maybe read a book or sing a song or a nursery rhyme, and then they'd go to bed. 
This little mini routine that we had when we were younger helped get our brains into relax and sleep mode. If we're trying to go to bed as soon as we close the computer, that's really tough on our brain. Our brains need signals to get into sleep mode, just like they did when we were learning to sleep as kids. It can be a short routine. For me, I brush my teeth, I get my jammies on, and I read a book for a little bit before bed. Maybe for you, you have a cup of tea with no caffeine. Maybe you meditate. Maybe you read as well. Whatever it is, do something the same way every night to get your brain into sleep mode. Your brain needs those signals that it's time to relax. It's time to go to sleep. Remember, going immediately from working full out to trying to go to bed isn't going to work very well. What worked for us when we were kids and having a sleep routine is going to work for us as adults too. Our brains love routine and having a bedtime routine can actually help you fall asleep faster and have a better night's sleep. That takes me to tip number two, which is having a regular sleep schedule. Remember, our brains love consistency. So not only is it important to have a little mini routine that we go through to jog our brains into sleep mode at night, It's also important to have consistency with the time we go to bed and the time we get up. It's easier for our brains to know that it's sleep time if we go to bed at the same time and we get up at the same time every day. If you do this, your brain will develop a normal cycle. And if you get into a routine of doing this every day, your brain will have that extra cue of time that now it's time to get into sleep mode. If I'm always going to bed at 10 o'clock, I do my routine of brushing my teeth, having my cup of tea with no caffeine, reading a book for 15 minutes, keeping that schedule, keeping that set sleep time helps my brain know this is time to shut down. Yes, this means going to sleep at the same time and getting up at the same time on weekends and holidays too. I know that sucks, but if you want to have more energy, it's really important. Remember, our brains love routine. Anything that throws that routine off is really tough for our brains to adjust to. If I'm getting up at seven o'clock every day during the week so I can go to work, but I'm not going to bed till one in the morning and I'm sleeping till noon on the weekends, that's really hard for my brain to adjust to. If you've ever traveled and you've struggled with jet lag, it's the same idea. When you move into a new time zone, say it's noon at home, but it's all of a sudden five o'clock in the evening, where you're at now, that's really tough for your brain to adjust to. Takes a few days to get into that schedule again, right? Same thing happens if you're sleeping in or staying up really late on the weekends. It's throwing that brain's routine off. It's throwing off that consistency. Your brain is having to work harder to get to sleep. And then it's going to be even harder to get back to that getting up at seven o'clock schedule when you start work again. Just play it safe. Make it easier on your brain go to bed at the same time every night, get up at the same time every night. Yes, even on holidays and on weekends. Tip number three, get the right number of hours of sleep. It's seven to nine in case you forgot. Sleeping less is bad for your health. And we talked about that already, how not getting enough sleep can impact things like your weight, increase your chance of diabetes and heart difficulties, increase stress and anxiety, But getting too much sleep is also bad for your health. When we sleep too much, when we spend too much time in bed, that can change our physical health and our mental health as well. 
can lead to depression, anxiety, pain, just like not getting enough sleep does. It also can result in our bodies being less physically fit because we're spending too much time in day. We're not moving enough. We're spending too much time in bed. That seven to nine hours of nightly sleep really is the sweet spot. Stick to it. Resist that urge to sleep all day. Yes, even on weekends. We know it's hard on our bodies if we're outside of that sweet spot. We really want to stick to that seven to nine hours of nightly sleep. Tip number four, this is an important one. A lot of us forget this. Tip number four, beds are for sleeping and sex. That is it. If you're doing anything else in bed, like pulling out your laptop, doing work while you're sitting in bed, checking emails on your phone, all that's doing is training your brain that bed is for work and not for sleep. Remember, our brains need consistency. They need those cues and reminders. Some of that comes from our environment. If the only things I'm doing in bed are sleeping and having sex, when I go to bed, that's the cue my brain gets into. Bed means sleep. Great. My brain says, okay, it's time to relax. It's time to fall asleep. But if I'm working in bed, if I'm checking my emails, if I am pulling out my computer before I go to bed, working on that, really tough for my brain to get into sleep mode. Follow-up tip, tip number five, laying in bed for hours without sleeping is also a bad strategy. If you go to bed and you haven't fallen asleep within about 20 to 30 minutes, get up and get out of bed. Remember, we want our brains to learn that beds are for sleeping. If I'm laying in bed for hours, tossing and turning and not sleeping, my brain is learning that bed is for laying there. No, we want our brains to know that beds mean sleep. So if you're not falling asleep within 20 to 30 minutes, get up, get out of bed, go do something else, some other quiet activity for a little bit. Maybe you go sit downstairs and read until you start to feel sleepy again. Some quiet activity that's going to help your brain relax, then try going back to bed again. An important point here is to remember that sleepy isn't the same as tired. I'm sure you know what I mean here. We all feel tired from time to time during the day. We've had a busy day, we're burnt out, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we feel sleepy. We want to go to bed when we're feeling sleepy, not just when we're feeling tired. Because again, if we go to bed when we're just tired, but we're not actually sleepy, we run that risk of laying in bed for too long and not being able to fall asleep. So if you're laying in bed 20 to 30 minutes, not falling asleep, get up, do something else quietly until you start to feel sleepy, then go back to bed again and try again. Tip number six for better sleep, do something relaxing before bed. Our brains and our bodies need some time to wind down before we go to sleep. If I ran 10 miles and then tried to instantly go to sleep, it's not going to work, right? Same thing if your brain is running a mile a minute doing work right before bed. If I'm working on my computer right up until the time I close it down and put my head down on the pillow, my brain keeps running. My brain is still at a high energy level. It's really excited. It's not into that routine of shutting down and relaxing. Doing some relaxing activity as part of that sleep routine that we talked about can really help cue our brain that it's time to relax. It's time to wind down. 
reading works really well for me, but any quiet activity that you can do to get your brain into that relaxation, get it into that sleepy mode is a great idea. Tip number seven, turn off the screens. I know I said do something relaxing before bed, but try as much as you can to make sure that relaxing activity doesn't involve looking at a screen. I know you hear this all the time. Looking at screens makes it tough to sleep. Part of it's the light that computers and uh, televisions and cell phones give off. It messes with our sleep cycles. But also, if I'm checking my phone and my emails right before I'm going to bed on my phone, again, I'm not letting my brain relax. My brain is still working. It's still thinking. It's still in work mode. It's not in sleep mode. Grab a book instead. Journal. Maybe meditate. Do a little bit of quiet stretching yoga. Whatever it is that helps you relax, it's not staring at a screen for the last little bit before you go to bed. Tip number eight for better night's sleep, move your body. Get some exercise during the day. We know from the research that people who exercise regularly fall asleep faster and they have a better quality of sleep. Their sleep is more restorative. They actually have more energy throughout the day. Our bodies are designed to move. They want to be active. And in our modern lifestyle, we spend so much time sitting. We're sitting at work all day in front of the computer. We come home, we sit on the couch in front of the TV. Most of us are not moving our bodies. That makes it tough on our brains. Our brains aren't getting that activity that we need to help them boost energy during the day. And they're getting out of shape, which again, makes it tough to sleep. It doesn't have to be strenuous activity. You don't have to run a marathon every day. 20 to 30 minutes of moderate intensity activity seems to be enough to boost that sleeping efficiency. So that moderate intensity activity is anything that you do where you get your heart rate up a little bit, but you can still carry on a conversation. So taking a brisk walk, for example, uh, again, doing some light weight activities. Doesn't have to be something super challenging. Anything that gets your heart rate up, gets your body moving for 20 to 30 minutes a day, really going to help your sleep quality. Tip number nine for a better night's sleep, eat a healthy balanced diet. Feeding our bodies healthy foods is good for our brain. It's good for our bodies and it can help us sleep better. I know I talked about this a little bit already, but when we're running low on energy, we all have that tendency to reach for foods that are going to give us that quick boost of energy. Usually that's caffeine, sugar, right? We reach for chocolate, we reach for junk food, we reach for coffee. Yes, that'll give us a quick boost of energy, but we all know that's going to lead to a crash later on. Having healthy, regular meals throughout the day is going to keep our body's energy level at the same place throughout the day. We're not going to have those highs and lows, those crashes with fatigue after that sugar that we just ate comes out. And our bodies are going to have the fuel to get through our day. Means we're going to be ready in terms of brain resources to get into sleep mode at night we're going to have a better quality sleep from eating a healthy, balanced diet. Tip number 10, I've talked about this a little bit already, but try meditation. If you're having trouble shutting your brain off when your head hits the pillow, meditation can really help. We've all been there before from time to time. You have best intentions of going to sleep. You lay down, but you can't stop thinking about all the things you want to get done the next day. Not necessarily that you're stressed or worried, but for whatever reason, your brain doesn't want to shut off for the night. It wants to keep thinking about these things. 
Sometimes you, if you're anything like me, you start singing songs from children's movies in your head when you're trying to sleep. Our brain needs a way to shut that off. And meditation can be a really great strategy. There's tons of free online resources about meditation for sleep. Just Google meditation for sleep to find examples online. A calming activity like meditation or a visualization exercise can turn off or turn down at least my brain's noise, help get my brain focused on relaxation and get my brain into sleep mode. Like any change, better sleep takes work. It takes consistency. And sometimes when we're trying these new strategies, our sleep is going to get worse before it gets better. Don't freak out. This is normal. This happens because my brain doesn't like change, so it's going to resist these new strategies at first. But I promise over time, you'll have a better quality sleep and you'll have more energy throughout the day if you implement these sleep strategies consistently. So I promised you a bonus strategy to trick your brain into better sleep, and here it is. Researchers at Colorado College might have found a way to trick our brains into feeling like we had a better night's sleep without doing much work. This research relies on a concept called the placebo effect. You've probably heard about placebos before. Sugar pills are a great example. You give someone a real pill or you give someone a sugar pill. Because of this concept called the placebo effect, the people who get the sugar pill react the same way as the people who get the real medication. What happens here is that our minds believe that this medication is real, and so they react like they should to the real medication. In other words, it doesn't really matter what's in the medication. Sometimes that placebo effect or that belief that this is going to work is strong enough to make a difference. For example, research shows that people who are given placebo fills and told they have caffeine when they really don't, there's nothing in them, they have more energy and they actually perform better on cognitive tasks. So we know this placebo effect works. Like I said, this research on placebo effects is now being applied to sleep. There was an article in the Journal of Experimental Psychology in 2014 that showed how this works. Here's what these researchers did. They got a bunch of students and they asked them to rate how deeply they had slept the night before on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being really deep, really great quality sleep. Then all these participants were told that on average, normal adults spend between 20 and 25% of their sleep in what's called REM sleep. And that any individuals who spend less than 20% of their time in REM sleep perform worse on tests of learning and memory. Then they hooked up these students to a machine that recorded their brain waves for five minutes. These students were told that this machine would help the researchers estimate how much of this REM sleep they got the night before. This wasn't true. The researchers made this part up. Yes, the machine was monitoring their brain waves, but it had nothing to do with their sleep the night before. But the students believe this. So this is where this placebo effect comes in. The students believe that this machine they were hooked up to was monitoring the quality of sleep they had the night before. So the students are sitting there, they're watching their brainwaves being recorded, and they're being told their data is automatically being downloaded into this database and analyzed. Then what these researchers did is they split the students into two groups. One group was the above average sleep group, and one group was a below-average sleep group. It's really important here to know that these sleep groups were totally random. It had nothing to do with their sleep quality the night before. They were either randomly put in the above-average group or the below-average group. Then what they did was the students that were in the below-average group 
after their brain waves were recorded, these below average group students were told that they'd only got 16% REM sleep. Remember, this is totally fake. The researchers just made this up. They're the below average group because they were told they had less than optimal, less than average REM sleep. And then those students that were in the above average group watched the experimenter and they were told they had 29% REM sleep on this fake spreadsheet. So they were told they had better than average sleep. Then they got everyone to complete a bunch of tasks that looked at how well they maintain attention, how quickly they respond to information, and how quickly they come up with words. What they found was really interesting. So remember at the beginning, they had students rate how good their sleep was the night before. Their self-rating of their sleep made absolutely no difference in how they performed on these tasks. So whether they initially said they had a good sleep or a bad sleep didn't make any difference on these tasks. But what did impact their performance was what the students were told about their fake REM sleep data. If students were told they were in the above average group, so they were told that they had really good REM sleep according to this fake data, they did better on the tasks than those students who were told they had bad REM sleep. They were in that below average group. Remember, these groups were totally made up. The researchers made up this REM sleep data. What this study shows is that our mindset can really impact our performance. If students thought that they had good sleep because of this fake test data, they actually did better on tests of their thinking skills. And the opposite was true as well. If students thought that they had poor quality sleep, they ended up doing poorer on these tests, regardless of how good their sleep actually was the night before. What this means is that if we think we had a good quality sleep, we're going to do better on tasks day to day. But the more we complain about how tired we are or how bad our sleep quality was the night before, the worse we're going to perform in daily life. So in this way, we can actually trick our brains into feeling more alert and performing better simply by convincing ourselves that we had a good night's sleep. So try this for the next few weeks. Every morning when you get up, think to yourself, I had a great sleep. I'm going to feel rested all day. See how you feel at the end of the two weeks. I bet you'll feel much better than if you had woken up each day and grumbled, oh man, I had a crummy sleep. Today is going to suck. Our minds are powerful tools and they have a great influence over our body. This means we can use our minds and our mental strength to perform better, to trick ourselves into feeling more rested and to actually be more focused and get more done during the day. Your unique personality style can also impact how you respond to stress, which can impact the quality of your sleep. Head on over to my website, drnicolebyers.com forward slash quiz to take my free stress personality quiz. You'll get tips and strategies to reduce stress and improve productivity based on your unique style. Once again, that's drnicolebyers.com forward slash quiz. I'll put the link in the show notes too. All right, let's wrap it up. So today we talked about how not getting enough sleep can impact our physical health, impact our stress level, and impact our productivity. And we also talked about 10 tips to get a better quality sleep so our brains can be more efficient and you can get more done in the day. The most important thing to remember is that when it comes to sleep, consistency is key. We need to get our brains into sleep mode by having a regular sleep routine and by training our brains that the only things we do in bed are sleep. 
That means getting out of bed when we're not sleeping and doing relaxing activities to help our brain get into sleep mode. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. Thank you.